I want to say this recording will be a little bit different, and that's just because I'm going to take my time with it. Um, we're aware that we're not going back to the way it was. And I'm aware, as others are, that it feels weird today. It, I keep getting this flashback to when uh, William Shatner was brought to a fantasy world. It was some sort of a movie between the generations of Star Trek, where he ended up on a planet in a farmhouse, you know, sort of living uh, within a fantasy that was removed from all the drama. And the reason is, is because I get the sense that really, I mean, it happens when we die, we move into more unlimited um, reality, a perspective that's of a higher frequency. It sort of, it sort of has been laid out for me over the years as well. And that was, I'm going to go over this just a little bit. Some of you have heard this. The first sort of odd encounter, like really odd. It's not the first odd, I can't say that, but of, of its kind. Encounter with a guy that uh, was on a, a boat trip up the Yukon River. And I didn't want to go. I was going through my own sort of life implosion. And I was almost quite literally dragged on the boat. Um, you know, it was a free ride. It was anybody who would have wanted to take it. It was, uh, you know, it's an expensive ride to go up from Dawson City to Eagle, Alaska. And I understand why I was pretty much dragged on the boat. And that was because there was somebody there I needed to meet who was uh, a traveler, a wanderer, had left his life. And uh, he was in a Tibetan prison for a little while, a couple of years. He was allowed out after one year, but he stayed an extra year to uh, bring some wisdom to uh, the prisoners and it was the first time we spent an, it was an eight-hour trip and then we ended up having lunch the next day I think it was because I wanted to understand more it was he was a strange individual but in a good way so we met and at the end of the meeting I asked if I would be seeing him again he said no even though he worked in town and uh, worked I believe it was now, it must have been mornings. He worked mornings, um, just wandering, moving around wherever life took him. He obviously knew something about me because he told me I would walk away from my life and everything in it. And I wouldn't understand, but I would understand later. And this was in 1996. But what's interesting and what ties in was the first time that I was asked, what do you want? But he clarified it. Power, money, wisdom, spirituality. Um religion. I think that, that was five. And I was in a situation where money would have solved the immediate problems, but I mean, that's pretty much par for the course for many light workers or star seeds. I think it's star seeds. I like to call them, but I chose wisdom because, um, and even at that, I thought about spirituality and then I thought about wisdom and how wisdom was sort of treated as evil in the Bible, the wise, you know, the wisdom, the apple in the garden. It all flashed through my head, but I chose wisdom because I wanted to know the truth to be able to answer the question at some point down the road because I thought there was one answer, but there isn't. They're all the right answer. They're all correct, depending on what lifetime you're in, what you're here to learn, what your, uh, what your position in your evolution through many lifetimes here. That, in hindsight, I learned fairly quickly 
was an important decision to make, and it was a very important question to ask. It's something that should be taught in school. What do you want? So that we can walk the path, so that we're aware of what we're walking, what path we're on, and what it is we're choosing to do and accomplish and, and explore in life. <clears throat> the next time I was asked that question, and I only thought about it tonight, it only struck me tonight, that this has been an ongoing question through spirit and synchronistic meetings. The next time was somewhere at the end of 2014, I think, maybe the very beginning of 2015, but in around that time. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it must have been 2014. Um, because I finally answered the question in the middle of 2015. And I was driving to the airport. I was alone in a vehicle, and I heard in my conscious mind, you know, in my mind's eye or whatever, what do you want? And I knew that this was a very serious question, very important, and a very important answer. Uh, and it took me a year to answer it, and there was a little many conversations throughout that year. But before I forget, or in case I forget, um, this leads me back to the Shatner experience, uh, you know, the, the movie. I forget the name of it. I can see some of the scenes in my head. He's sort of on top of a horse, you know, um, on a planet in his own reality. And I, I think it's Picard that shows up to get him to come and fight, you know, the bad guys. <clears throat> anyway, the point of this is, what do I want? It was such a serious question, and it required such a serious answer. Um, that it struck me tonight that this has been a long process of, of disconnecting from the bounds or the binds, the anchors, the, the beliefs, all of the things that hold us to a reality that we're eternal beings and we live in many different experiences for whatever reason, I won't get into it here, that this isn't just some sort of ability to <clears throat> evolve into the next 5D timeline, semi-aware, other people slightly waking up and then beginning to create something new. I think it's unlimited here to some extent, if not entirely. But anyway, what do you want booms out in the truck or in the vehicle on the way to the um, airport. And so I gave a few quick answers like, uh, you know, peace and, <coughs> excuse me, and, um, you know, peace on earth, you know, all the, the good ones and then you know, to be free financially, but the answers weren't specific enough. And in hindsight, now I realized they could, they needed to be not just specific. They needed to be made in a state of awareness that <clears throat> would take me to my highest potential. So I'll spend a year answering the question and eventually I, and I would say it out loud. I would say it out loud and say it was, you know, this is, this is, it's my answer, my final answer. And I was in an RV, I was living in an RV outside our house. <clears throat> I'm much more of a cabin person. We had a house, a duplex, and, and uh, we were renting it out. And I didn't, we didn't want to even live in it. You know, it was, we we're just breaking free from reality, being pushed out of our lives. So I talked about that stuff before, but it's in the back of the RV. And it hit me. I answered the question, what do you want? And it was to know everything I needed to know to answer the question. And that was a very legitimate answer because I realized I couldn't answer the question. I didn't have enough information. I didn't know enough. I didn't have a big enough perspective of reality, who I was, because when you get down to it, what do you want today? Uh, whatever it is, it's going to change tomorrow or a year from now. And, and I went through that, these, this exercise, very long exercise. 
<clears throat> so a year after that, it hit me again. What do you want? And then I just said, I want to be in harmony with everything that I do because there was no one thing that I wanted. There was no one thing I could know I wanted. I understood coming into harmony was key to vibing up into conscious awareness. Coming into harmony with my reality meant coming to, into harmony within it meant my reality would come into that frequency. I would come into the frequency of that in my reality. My reality would mirror the harmony within. So that seemed like the final answer. What else could you come up with? And then I it hit me again, and I, I can't remember what it was I said, you know, because it, it's a never-ending question and answer, even though you, you think you've, you've come to the, I mean, what better answer could there be than to be at harmony with everything that you experience? And it's, it is today another, what do you want? But it wasn't, it was the same. I don't want to say it wasn't the same. It was the same, but I understood that what I wanted was relative to what I understood was possible. And I'm understanding now that anything is possible because one of the first messages I got when I woke up was you're going home. And home to me felt like an, you know, another planet, another, another uh, race, another group of awakened ascended masters let's say what we call ascended masters here is just evolved you know humans that uh look different and are you know uh are not necessarily ancestors but ancestors but you know family family part of the family tree um you know we each each race giving rise to the next giving birth to the next in evolution in um i suppose achieving higher consciousness or whatever it is but an evolution. We have hybrid human, like us humans, because there's many humanoids, humans and um, greys, I believe, and uh, because they'd wiped themselves out, the greys, in what I believe was their parallel split or a, a, a timeline of humans that went down the dark age of um, transhumanism that essentially removed their their um, humanity entirely to the point where they couldn't propagate very technologically advanced enough to find um, a way to a parallel timeline and have a relationship with us so that we didn't go down the same road <clears throat> and they created hybrid which is again uh, family for us so what seemed like a very dark road for humanity to go down produced um, you know an, another perspective of reality another perspective of uh, another experience, I guess, which is gray, technologically advanced, and humans emotionally, um, just emotional, emotionally there, <clears throat> self-aware consciousness. And here, here it is, here we're meeting in the, in the, at this point, back at the beginning, full circle. But going home to me, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't, that's not a linear step into just 5D, that's move. That's leaving the whole game. That's moving into a different theme and different reality altogether. It's saying, okay, that's it, because it struck me those who are awake, even though from a higher perspective or down the road, I could see a variety of reasons to be here. Um, the way I see it now, and it's not limited to this, but this was a perspective tonight. Those who woke up don't need uh, don't they don't need any more information. 
and those who don't, don't want it. So why am I here? What game am I playing? I seem to be playing a game of letting go of everything to move on. How much am I willing to let go and how far do I believe that I can move forward? Can I move forward? Can I go home? Because I was given that message about a galactic, um, what was it, a galactic uh, collective, you know, the, the, I can't remember what they, they, what they call them, but it's a, a galactic group that uh, is making its way towards here, towards me. And I was aware that that involved communication, uh, potentially teaching, being fairly isolated, learning from from this, the galactic, <laughs> I don't know, group. Uh, what I can't, I can't remember what they call them. I, I used to know. And teaching, which I believe Starseeds would be doing. I, we, we will be doing. We're coming into a high enough frequency to, where we can actually have relationships with off-world beings because they're in a high frequency and, um, and we, can, we can level up and be within that frequency. Not being in that frequency is extreme fear. It's not even in the same reality. You can't see them. This might be astral, might be physical. I feel like I've had all of the experiences, but mostly astral. Um, so I just, I wanted to put it on the table that the question, what do you want, is going to be limited to what you, what you limited to. And and I don't know that I've been given everything I needed to know to answer the question I thought I had. And I think that that qualifies as everything you would need to know for the, um, for the frequency of consciousness you allowed yourself to ascend to. But, and then that's the best you can do. It's all, it's all variable. It's like, where are you in space and time? You're on planet Earth, but where is that? Well, it's in the solar system, the Milky Way, but where is that? Well, it's, you know, it's in the universe, but where is that? You know what I mean? We just don't know. And so we have this, uh, this question of what do you want is relative to what you understand is possible as to even who you are and what your home is or family is. Answering the question with I want to go home seems pretty fitting. Answering the question with I want to be free seems very fitting as well. But again, it is kind of vague. I'm not sure that it's a good enough answer. Home is because home is home. You know what home is. You've experienced the sense of home here until it blew up, until you realized it really wasn't real. The biological family wasn't, wasn't home. It was, it was karma. It was a, an overlay, an energetic pattern that made you feel like that was, that was it. This is it. This is my family, and, and that's that. You didn't understand, and neither did I, that it was just, you know, it was an arrangement, a soul plan, an arrangement to bring awareness and compassion with the two of the family and the family giving you the right place, the right time, the right experience to help you wake up, which was usually a whole lot of drama and bullshit that did that. Now, there is an opportunity, and I'm aware of this, to stay or go. I thought this decision was already made because here I am still after I woke up. You can stay or go. You can stick around and you can deliver whatever it is you have to offer, or you can take off and there's no right decision or wrong decision. Um... And, you know, at first I thought, oh, you know what, I would, I would stay for sure. It would help people wake up. But then I realized, man, you know, people are here because they want to be here. They're on their own path. And I have a feeling this is a bit of a, it's, it's a learning curve to understand that if you're here, you're choosing an experience. You think you need to help people or uh, you think you need to sacrifice or, you know, that's compassion. When in reality and truth, I believe that, I mean, the masters didn't stick around that long 
uh, that or the you know the, those that woke up because what the hell were they going to do? They didn't fit in. They were abused by those that weren't awake, because you know there's that dis that disparity in frequency. There was nothing they could do for people really. Uh, they could be a demonstration of peace, but most people wouldn't understand it. Certainly didn't believe in it when you know when the time came, and one was tested, turned the other cheek, turned in to punch the other cheek because it was just the nature of of the frequency of consciousness at the time. So you know sticking around. Once you had a, you know, woke up, there didn't seem to be a lot of point in doing that. Um, not at that level. There were people that certainly had compassion that would operate from that frequency of compassion, but it wasn't so high that they were in a different reality within the old reality. They weren't stuck between two paradigms, two realities. So <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is, that yes, there is this moving forward and creating new earth. Um, and I don't know enough whether, I certainly can't answer the question for anybody else, but I don't know enough as to whether it would make more sense to stay or go because I'm sure you can come back and come back. In other words, you could choose to go home and then you decide whether you're coming back in or not. You know, I mean, it, it, going home is going home to the heart, I believe. Going home to the truth, that sort of inner truth and freedom, I suspect. I don't know. I'm, I'm just from the best that I can think of. Um, but to stick around, there will be excitement potentially and passion to stick around coming up because big changes are coming. But does that make me want to stay? Because I, what I'm trying to get at is it's about you. It's about me. The experience I will have is about me. It's not about me saving or doing something um, other than maybe in, a, in some kind of an agreement facilitating some sort of um, exploration or an experience to gain wisdom to vibe up further. If, you know, that's what we need to do here, I think we've already ascended when you take yourself back home. I think it's already been done. <clears throat> this is an anchoring, and this was a message that came to me to, to sort of directly today, is we are the reality. I don't know why that's popping back. I totally forgot about it, but we are the reality. We are anchoring the timeline that the visual I got was we were sitting above everything, that everything that's going to happen isn't going to touch us, and, and that's in a bad way. It's going to happen around us and underneath of us, in a sense, based on frequency. It's all going to roll out whatever it is, but the timeline that, I, that I'm getting a sense for or saw it's just that a visual was fading away very quickly, coming to a point of faded, gone. And it's underneath our feet now, as though we're holding the timeline. Do you know what I mean? We're holding the frequency. We are the frequency of the reality that we're co-creating together. That's why, you know, it's good to be careful that you don't buy into somebody else's truth. It can be anything you want it to be. Um, but we are so close in our experiences and... And the purpose of why we're here, and, and in so many ways that, that it's hard to explain, that we would essentially be working on the same thing anyway. I mean, we're all here in this very limited, focused reality. If you can imagine what it could possibly be through, you know, many different other universes, <clears throat> many different other galaxies, we're pretty cohesive. We're, we're focused in a very similar scope of awareness. Um, so this reality is fading the one that you, this one that's all messed up, the one that's all screwed up, is fading. And I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe that the consciousness of those that were not coming 
bled out already. They're already wherever they're going to be. The drones, essentially the hive mind, they are either, um, you know, they either die or, you know, through natural, what seems to be natural situations, or they take on walk-ins. It's really a combination of both. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm also aware that there are big jumps that the star seeds can make or the light workers or just, you know, humans at different frequencies who are prepared to make the bigger jump. There's different different frequencies of reality that they can step into. And it's up to you as to what that would be. I'm looking, it's funny, it's 2020 on my clock. Um, it's up to you what that will look like, what that will be, what you think is possible and where you want to go and what you want based on what it is that you understand to be possible. Sorry, I'm coughing on and off here. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I don't want to lose my, my place here, but I did want to take my time with this one because it's, it's one of those scattered ones. I, I can't write this stuff down. It would bore me. It would take too long and I wouldn't do it, and then I wouldn't say anything. Um, I was listening to Penny, and I don't know what her last name is. I forget. Um, I guess I could look here. And she is talking just in in summary about the future. And this is the future that I'm aware of as well. But rather than me go through it, I could always just give you the link. And I'll do that if I don't forget. But let me give you the name in case I do forget. Um, some of you know her, Penny Kelly. And she's talking about um, the nature of the different, let's say, industries, areas of civilization, and things that I've also talked about many, many times on this channel about where things are going, education, medical, things like that. Well, she's aware of it, and it's a good sort of, what would, I don't know if it's confirmation or just the idea that this really is what's unfolding. I know there's some dark timelines out there. I know what the drones are in for. They're going to extinct themselves, basically. They become the greys. They become dehumanized. They become whatever. But we are going to have technology here as well. <clears throat> We're going to have, you know, artificial intelligence with quantum... I don't know if quantum is the right word, but let's say quantum uh, physics, quantum biology field theory, you know, just new tech, uh, telepathy, telepathy, empathy, you know what I mean? Just the, the consciousness. And actually, uh, Penny talked a little bit about this. She was the, I found her, she was, it was to do, it popped up, it had to do with what artificial, no, what quantum computing was. And it was the first person and the only person still to understand what quantum computing is. And I commented on her channel, which I don't go to, I just see whatever pops up on YouTube, on BitChute, and I said, you know, it's just really amazing that you actually understand the quantum computing. Um, but, I mean, she's she's quite special. There's no question that she's, she's uh, one of the major teachers here. So it's, it's worthwhile listening to uh, certainly this last video. And if you're into quantum computing, you can maybe dig up that video. Quantum computing requires life. Life is what is multidimensional. And qu quantum computing is essentially real intelligence that tempers artificial intelligence. And because it's life, it's connected to all life, in which case it won't destroy itself, in which case it won't be weaponized. Um, it is inco incoherence, or I don't know how to describe it properly, but... 
if you were to look at, this is something I was going to hold off on, but if you, I'm going to jump all over the place here. If you were to look at the ether, consciousness, this invisible energy that creates everything, what you have, I should look at some diagrams I have here, but what you have is consciousness. It is a collective consciousness. It's us in this galaxy. It's confined in a sense to the beings in the galaxy who tune it in. It's a certain frequency that we create from it. It's collective consciousness is everywhere, but in this galaxy, we're tuning it and creating reality from it based on our own DNA and our, the frequency of who we are. Okay, so it is going to be a little bit different from galaxy to galaxy because the tuner is tuning it differently. So I want to just restate this. It is collective consciousness across the board, but we shape it in our own way here in this galaxy. When we do this, what is happening is we're torquing the field. Um, is it Ken Wheeler talks about, uh, he's, he's not talking about the esoteric stuff so much, but in a sense he is, he's talking about magnetics and things like that. And it helps me put the pieces of the puzzle together. He's uh, the angry photographer, they call him. He's more, he's a photography channel, but he's also the, probably one of the smartest, probably the smartest person I've ever listened to. Uh, with, you know, in his field, in his area of uh, metaphysics. Um, mostly focused, again, on magnetism, light, uh, field theory, basically. That's what it is. So you have an ether that is collective. He's not into it this far. He's not, he's not, he's talking really closer, closer to the science. I don't know what he knows or what he believes in, but he's not talking about, I don't think, consciousness being the ether, but that's what it is. Consciousness is the ether. What happens is it gets torqued and gives rise to physical matter. It, it is a field perturbations, essentially dropping a pebble in a pond or s focusing a thought uh, collectively. We create from it. Uh, here, our DNA tunes it in. So that's the free choice version of us. Uh, patterning our consciousness in our toroidal field however we want and collectively creating the reality experience together from the same field. And as we do that, if you were to look at a, just, just bits and pieces for you to think about, if you were to take, I have a pen in my hand, and if I was to spin it clockwise on the bed, just rolling it back and forth, right? So I'm looking top down. Uh, let's, it could be a magnet, a round magnet, because I might end up talking about magnets here, but... Uh, if you were to look at one end of it, as you roll it from one side of the bed to the other with your palm, in other words, you're just rolling it along, it's going clockwise, let's say, right? But if you were to move your perspective to the other side, the other end of the pen, it is going counterclockwise. So one end is going clockwise relative to the other end that is going counterclockwise. And this is the the interesting... This is an interesting, hard to wrap your head around or your mind around idea of positive and negative energy, which is the direction of the spin of the pen. So, and it's also the perspective. It's crazy. When you roll the pen, let's say clockwise, you are winding down. Let's say I take a thought just for simplicity. I take a thought. I, I put it out there. It's an intention to, um, an intention to move into, let's say, some direction in life. 
or an intention to heal or an intention to heal somebody, whatever it is. I put a thought out there. I torque the ether. I put a call into collective consciousness. It twists it. I'm charging it up, right? And when I stop doing that, then it unwinds. It moves in that counterclockwise direction and it unwinds and comes back to, uh, and that's entropy. That's the sort of degradation or the dying of the energy I've created by torquing the field. I've let it go. Now, if I focus on it, um, there's a, it's so complicated and I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything. But when you're, when you're looking at, when you're looking at, both positive and negative are very powerful and they work together and that's polarity and and it is in a sense duality but it's you know it's there's more to it than this that i haven't been able to explain and that is this idea of moving into negative timelines negative timelines is fear which is a different frequency but not necessarily a different intensity it's a different spin, a different direction, but then it doesn't relate to torquing the ether one way or the other, winding it up. It might have an, it might have something to do with winding it the other way, winding it up in a negative spin. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I'm still at a roadblock there. At some point, it'll come through. But if I wind it in a clockwise direction, I'm torquing it up in a, in a, in I believe a negative way. And if I wind it in a counterclockwise, it's the positive way. The arteroidal field spins in one direction, um, but it depends on your perspective. And this is why it's so hard with a linear mind to, to, to understand this stuff. If I look at my feet, if I have a camera on my feet and I'm watching my toroidal field, uh, it's spinning one way. And if I have it looking down at my head, it's spinning in the opposite direction, even though it's all spinning together. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the Merkaba, the spinning tetrahedron or the spinning um, pyramids uh, where one, there's a point above your head and a point below your feet. And they spin in opposite directions, but in reality, they're spinning in the same direction. Yeah, I don't want to go too far off here, but the bottom line here is that this, the ether is collective consciousness and we collectively torque it in one direction or another and we're currently torquing it in completely different ways now and we're going and we're diverging. We no longer share the same frequency or polarity and it's parting ways in its physics. And this would be what I believe are to become the greys, those who went into fear and need total control over physical reality versus those who came into higher conscious awareness and realize that all of the physical stuff is a product of consciousness. So we're moving into the technology of consciousness, which is within, and that's like the, uh, you know, the, the, this is the master, the master that understands that everything is, a, is from within. And the, the one that gets lost in the darkness is the one that is trying to control the mirror, the reflection of what is in, because it's always in fear, which means inside is in fear. It's dark. So anyway, moving forward here. <clears throat> I never figure I have anything left to say about this stuff because this, this physics of consciousness and learning the physics of consciousness is becoming complicated and I need more insight in, to understand it. Uh, there, is, there is my understanding. I have addressed sort of the, the, the initial, the one particle that makes everything up and 
it and its relationship to time and space coordinates and gravity and frequency and harmonics and space time frequency which is a location embodied by matter itself and so there's so much that has been discussed through these recordings but but and I, i'm just going with the flow of what's coming up right now but when you understand that the frequency you hold within is your space time frequency and location and chosen experience of reality and chosen collective that you're co-creating with you understand that the only way to change the outside is to change the inside you can't change the outside you'll never change the outside you will see the changes the results of changing the inside in the mirror that is outside that is the only thing that happens now, i don't why i don't know why we would make such a big deal about these particular themes or timelines of humanity I, I, I mean, I, I don't have any more awareness than any, anybody else when it comes to what the hell we're doing here because it's very challenging and all versions exist. And if anything, the only thing I can put it down to is our own personal experience. That's the only reason. We're, we're, we're in not so much a co-creation, but a, a group of explorers exploring timelines together. Um... I understand, you know, it's, I've talked about torquing ether and essentially creating reality, but essentially we're energizing, we're energizing what I would call a hologram. And within that hologram are fractals of creation created by sub collectives of the whole, of, of very larger, a large collective, this multidimensional, um, this multi-dimensional aspect of things, many versions of you. And these fractals, they, they seem to be, we seem to be pulling our focus of a consciousness and attention away from old themes of reality and putting them on new, but we're kind of lost, so we're more in the now. And we're kind of lost as to what it could be. I'm saying it can be anything at this point. Um, but we seem to be working together on a theme of humanity and evolving humanity and consciousness evolving humanity to its highest potential. And we know that the future is also happening right now, so it's already happened. But there seems to be many roads, many experiences to get there. And so we are, as a group, exploring together the, the road that we are, that, you know, a road to get there or a, a, a group of parallel or... Uh, frequencies to get there, a spectrum of frequencies. This gets so complicated, man, trying to explain this because it's taking in, encompassing all of the recordings. We as a group explore an emotional spectrum, feelings. The emotion is the, the collective frequencies that we are consciously aware of. If we move away from each other emotionally, frequency-wise, we can drift out of each other's reality. We don't see each other anymore. And we seem to be making a big shift towards a balance of emotions. It's, again, multidimensional. It's not just from fear to love. Now it's multidimensional. Um, because you've got a, a point of neutrality. We're coming into a neutrality with a question of what do you want, you know what I mean? Which is taking us, it's like getting on an elevator and heading to a different floor altogether, rather than just heading into a different office on the same floor. 
you know, it is really hard. And, and, and it just sort of, I just got bogged down in the minutia in, you know, in the explanation of every little thing. It's too much for the human mind to, to really, to put it all together. Um, I suppose without writing a book or something, I don't know. And I'm not, I don't think I'm going to write a book. I just find that boring as hell. Um, so anyway, really, this is food for thought. You can, you know, you can dig into whatever you want, but I wanted, I wanted to get the point across that whatever you want is going to be based on what you are consciously capable of discerning or thinking about or comprehending. So there's not just what do you want, there's also show me everything I need to know to answer the question what I want or take me to my highest potential, but I don't think those are clear enough. I think I think it's important to allow you to, to break away from all beliefs so that you can let in new synchronicities and information and insight it's because this has been a long process of dumping the past, being isolated from old relationships, and I think those who are totally isolated, like myself, like my little family here, from everybody and everything, and many star seeds, if not all star seeds, uh, very, very isolated. It's bigger than just you're seeing multidimensional reality, and they're the drones. You're breaking free so that you can make a very free choice decision uh, to know more, to comprehend more, and to make a bigger jump forward. Because I'm also aware that that's going to happen, that is possible. Uh, to make your big jump forward. It's a death. It's a living death. You know what I mean? And there's seemingly infinite potential experiences one can have and many roads, if not infinite roads, of exploring humanity's evolution um, and, and explorations of experience. Because, I mean, there's many timelines. It seems to be infinite. They're all happening right now. And you're the one who relocates yourself by the frequency within. And there doesn't seem to be any limitations to that. I mean, why would there be? Um, it just goes on and on. A fractal is infinite. You know, and it's a hologram. It's just, it's the ether. Ether is light. It's consciousness. So the hologram to me is ether. That's collective consciousness. The radios that tune it in are, um, are us. It's DNA. And we share, a, we share a co-creation because we share a spectrum of frequency, which is emotion, and which is determined by your belief, what you will even allow in for consciousness, um, what you believe reality to be, and then it's determined by the feelings that you are capable of having or that you allow yourself to have, that you are still able to have, considering the drama and trauma that's happened over many lifetimes, which needed to be healed to open that portal, that, that attuning ability, and then the thoughts that you have, and then the reality that you speak because you're self-programmable. You program yourself because you program your water. You know, water is the antenna for consciousness. It tunes it in. It tunes the radio in. It's in every living thing. And, it, it you know, it was a hitchhiker that I picked up when I was 20 on the way back from work. And it was just a weird, weird experience. And it changed my career and everything. I was a computer programmer in B.C., and he uh, got in and then just wanted to get out right away uh, because he only had a message to give me. That was it. And the message in the end was he believed he wanted to live close to water. Everything that lives has energy. Energy is close to water. And um, it was three things he said, but it put me on a spin. You know, I was ready for it. Teacher shows up and the student is ready because you moved into that frequency of reality. But water is the tuner of consciousness, as Dr. Emoto has shown. You can program rice. You can program um, you know, water as it becomes ice. 
to create crystals. Um, it's all frequency. So you're constantly programming the way that your body, um, I, 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 the word is crystallizes, but essentially the way you're, you know, the, the way, the frequency, the, what you tune in, what you're capable of being aware of. If you say you're sick and you're tired every day, you're going to be sick and tired. If you say you're stuck, you're going to be stuck. You're creating this. So this is, you know, from the beliefs to the feelings, this is the linear hierarchy beliefs to the feelings, to the thoughts, to the words that you say, to the reality, because it's coming back in. It's the same idea as healing the body or healing somebody else. They have to accept your energy or take permission to align their frequency, their toroidal field with yours, frequency-wise, and they have to say it to their body. The body has to hear it. I don't mean that the body's sitting there listening to television in a sense. You know what I mean? Maybe it is, but what I mean is the body has to have your your intent and your your spoken verbal um, approval or whatever permission to heal. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just all physics. It is physics of consciousness. But the message today, what made me come on today to do this recording? It was, uh, it was yeah, it was just this unlimited, this unlimited potential. Do you want to stay? Do you want to rebuild humanity? Or not humanity, but rebuild the systems because this is what's going to come. This is what is happening now. We're seeing them fall apart. It's happening under our feet right now. Um, or do you want to go home and take a break and come back later? I, I think it's all possible. We wouldn't be here unless this was the place to be. And I don't, you know, I'm pretty tired, but I imagine there's, you know, Everything that I needed to do is done so far. If there's more to do, then I'll be here to do it, I guess. But um, it's also interesting just to take a break, get out of here. Moving forward, I mean, star seeds are going to be communicating. If they are staying, they're going to be the part, the people that um, facilitate, direct, and and uh, change societies, change systems. You know, and they're all changing. And we are the ones that had to be brave enough to step into the void, to shed everything that stood in the way of us understanding what was possible, what are, what are the potentials. And we're caught up. I mean, I can see it. I feel it. You know, today was a rampy, hardcore day. Adina was telling me about it, energy. She was out there, and I could feel it, but I'm not out there. Um, what am I getting at? Shit, I forget. <laughs> Just like that. It's funny, eh? Because now I'm actually totally comfortable with that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're the ones that are that are here to make the changes. It doesn't mean you're on stage healing people or anything. You're just you're you're just part of the community. The communities. I know this. Oh yeah, is all the darkness. I guess that's what I was going to talk about. The communities have to become independent, self-sufficient, and they build relationships with other communities. And it, it's not going to, you know, it's it's all going to be working together, but, you know, we're going to have to create our own systems because the big systems are going to die. I realize there's a huge distraction of the horrors that are out there because we're seeing them. They're coming to the surface and they're being exposed. And they have to be exposed because it's facilitating everything. The coronavirus is facilitating everything, a lot of things that are happening. The exposure of things, the separation of, of frequencies of consciousness and the physical divergences, the breakdown of the old systems, the halting of money and the flow of things, the just fucking everything, you know what I mean? It's... I don't look at, at anything anymore as something which is never going to go back to the way it was. We're not going to, you know, a lot of us, including myself, sit around wondering what the hell I'm going to do to make it work, but it is dead. It's dying and it's never going to work. Now we have to figure out what it's going to become. What is it, what's being birthed? Because it's being birthed. There's no question about that. Um, 
And that is working together on new systems that are actually for humanity, which is brand new. It's brand new to everybody. What the hell does that even look like? What does education look like that's actually designed to educate you for the benefit of humanity? What does a money system actually look like that is designed to bring abundance to humanity without taking from others? You know, what does a business look like that creates products and services that is designed to serve humanity, that isn't based on survival mentality and competition and psychopathic CEOs and shit like that? What does it look like? And then you have to think about how far in conscious awareness are you to see what that could look like? Like you understand that it's going to be telepathic. That means there's no hierarchy. You don't need bosses telling you what to do. You know what to do. You don't have that. You don't need that. You don't have that separation anymore. You don't need to know whether to put a shitty product out because of a financial bottom line because you're not interested in screwing everybody over. You know what I mean? It's no longer operating the same way. Same thing with the medical. You don't need to put doctors through 48-hour nights. You know, you, you don't need to burn people out uh, in that sense. And you, you don't need people sort of kissing anybody's ass to stay where they are to rise up some sort of ladder. Everything is going to be coming from a perspective or a state of being that is of compassion and wisdom, one and the same. What is best for the whole is best for you because you're going to be born back into this. Do you really want to come back into something that is designed for survival mentality? No. The drones do. They are lost in fear. And so they are moving towards systems that would seemingly protect them, period. That's it. And those systems, they're more efficient if the drone stops thinking and just does what it's told. And that's what they're going to get. And that's what they'll learn. That doesn't mean there's consciousness in those drones, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that consciousness is suffering. Consciousness chooses essentially what it wants to experience. Um, but the drones, the frequencies of the drones, I, th- I think they're going to be more like sort of maybe, you know, like like grass, you know, just sharing this collective drone consciousness. There's very little difference between each. Anyway, conversation for another day. So two factors or variables on the table. What do you want? And do you think you know? Do you think you have an awareness that is high enough to know what you want, or could you be able to get a higher perspective and choose something even more spectacular for what you want? That is only going to come by releasing all of the things that have held you in a paradigm. That means everything that you have defined yourself by, everything that you define reality by, all definitions need to go back to neutral. You need to turn the ether back to neutral. Untorque the ether. Untorque consciousness. Because that's holding you in a perturbation, a wave formation. It's holding you in a certain co-creating collective. For those that are still fighting, for those that don't turn the other cheek, for those that don't treat others the way you want to be treated, all those old parables or whatever, the, the old wisdom, for those that, that don't do that, they're stuck in the creation that they're creating, that they're torquing, and others are doing it with them. So they co-create together until they learn to get out of it. I'm not, I have no idea, but a million years to maybe for humanity to reach a state of a Pleiadian. Pleiadians may be who we are, starseeds or others, uh, Sirius systems or whatever it is, I don't know. I, I mean, there's people that are totally connected to that. I'm not, 
although I've been connected and, and to ET since I was three or four or whatever, probably since I was born. But for whatever reason, the lifetime we go through and the experiences we have are specifically designed to, uh, for us, we, we, we pick them in order to achieve experiences and whatever it is that we need to achieve. Because I had to wonder, why the fuck? I mean, we're wandering around, many of us, like I said, homeless and, you know, isolated and shit like that. And there's some star seeds that are, uh, like, for example, Moneybags put up um, Stephen Tyler, uh, aware of 111, what, 20 years ago? I mean, these are the awake masters. I always knew that. Those who are able to step and live outside of reality, be the creators and help sort of deliver messages and vibes and frequencies to help us wake up. The master musicians, the master artists, the masters, even scientists and teachers and, and things like that, who were able to live a relatively... Um, on a, a, a life that they directed. It wasn't so limited. And, and I got to the point where why the hell aren't all star seeds like that right now? And I'm not sure. You know, it, that's what would piss me off from time to time because I get pretty damn tired of this. And this isn't about, you know, becoming famous. It's just I've always chosen freedom. And freedom, the only way to get that in a 3D civilization was money. And so I was always pursuing entrepreneurial stuff, but they would always get roadblocked because it was meant to wake up. So we were meant to wake up. And I'm not so sure we haven't woken up in other lifetimes, but we're meant to wake up in this lifetime in this way. And the big sort of the master artists and, and other creators um, also woke up, I'm sure, before. Also had to go through all the hard crap and probably choose next lifetimes is entirely different. There's no point in being a rock star every lifetime. Or being the multimillionaire every lifetime. I mean, what's the point of being here? You're living you're the same experience over and over again. But some lifetimes are a break. You take a break. And I could use a break. It's why I feel like I want to go home. Um, and a break for me, even coming back as, you know, some sort of completely free to live out in the sidelines or whatever to do what I want. It's not enough. I want a break kind of thing. Just to sort of kick back and, and not be sort of subjected to all of this big project but that's from this perspective you know what i mean and again now i'm limiting everything i'm buying into something i'm shaping what i think is a truth and i don't know what the truth is anyway ultimately um i don't want to go on too much more here but ultimately all i believe that i could do as a teacher or starseed kind of thing in communities would be i mean beyond the obvious of making suggestions for new systems and even suggesting that we should have new systems is to just help people come into the understanding that they need to turn around and go within. That's it. The rest is up to them. It's like the guy in the boat. All he had to do is ask me, what do you want? And that turned me around to go within. What do you want? If you want power and money, that's going to keep you focused outside. You're looking for something outside yourself. Wisdom is within. Because that is compassion, that is love, and that's within. If reality, which it does, reflects what's within, then until you love yourself, until you know yourself, then you're not going to experience that outside of yourself. And you can get all the money and power you want, but ultimately you're going to be looking for that connection, that fulfillment, being fulfilled, being in coherence with everything in a sense, or coherence, love. And so all of the stuff that's outside, we spend many lifetimes exploring all that stuff, but going within... Uh, they, these are the important things that I understood 
Once you start going within, then you begin to know yourself. Once you begin to know yourself, you begin to know spirit because you are spirit or God, slice of God, fractal of God, whatever, the frequency of consciousness. And once you do that, you begin to vibe up, shed old beliefs and fears. You actually do understand what faith is and miracles and healing and all of this stuff. And you come into, um, you come in, you, you start moving into unity with the whole, but as your own frequency, your own specific you. So we don't lose ourselves. Um, we don't lose ourselves or who we are in this, but we do drop all the bullshit. So I don't know, I'm sure there's lots more to say. <laughs> yeah, but that's enough for now. An hour is just so long. Although I could definitely find myself these days listening for an hour just to be able to uh, connect with uh, connect with what we know and what we have felt and experienced in this awakening that is there for us in the middle of what looks like a pile of dark horror. Um, don't get lost in that. That's not your future. That is a future, but it's not your future. Um, yeah, and, and as far as what how this plays out and rolls out, you know, it's... It's what we know so far, basically, the stuff that we've heard. When and where, we don't know exactly. Um, but we know it's happening and it has to happen. And many of us had had dreams and visions and stuff. We know we're going to be very busy. We know we're going to be busy within communities. We know that systems are going to break down. You know, we know that we're light workers, for example, will be called. They'll either put themselves out there to do it or called to vibe up seeds water and soil to, to produce higher yield of food. They'll be brought in to consult and uh, work in the hospitals and things like that because people are going to wake up. They're going to see it. The new technology will develop to be able to see what we do, to see the energy, the impact that we have on each other. They'll be able to see that energy, the multidimensional energy. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into all that, but I mean, it's that all rolls out, but it all it's all going to happen fairly quickly, I believe. Um, because there's, I mean, by 2030, we're in a mini ice age. Uh, we have to deal with stuff, and we will, we will deal with stuff, that uh, those challenges. Um, in the next three, four years, you know, we have to deal with the breakdown of systems, complete breakdown of systems, but uh, that are being replaced now. We have blockchain. To, and don't I've seen stuff saying, you know, blockchain is evil and all this kind of crap. Just stop defining things as evil or good or bad or whatever it is. You're going to have, everything has its own duality. You know what I mean? Like block, everything can be used for good or evil. The one thing that won't be used for evil though is the, um, is the uh, quantum style or type of technology because it's life. It's the cell. It is consciousness. Consciousness is connected to everything and it can't destroy itself for one, but it doesn't, it's not going to hurt itself. It's not, uh, and, and that's the tempering of artificial intelligence. Uh, artificial intelligence, I don't know, it's it's like a, it's, you know, it's like a knife, you know, you're throwing a knife at something, you know, somebody, somebody's throwing a knife at something, and quantum intelligence is uh, the teleportation to the exact target of the, you know, of the knife. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just completely different. Um, it is a consciousness technology. All technology and all life comes from consciousness, and actually, Penny touched on this a little bit. It's quite interesting. Just a little bit. 
Um, yeah, let's leave it at that. I, now that I've remembered Penny here again, I want to remember to put her link up, keep this under one hour, and hang in there. That's all I can say. I'm bored, I'm tired, I'm worn out. I was also told I'd be in great shape once this gets through. I found myself physically sort of weak. Um, mostly, that's about it. Sometimes short of breath, but... Um, we're going through a lot of body changes right now. We have been going through body changes, energy changes, frequency changes, earth changes, things like that. Um, we've been going through a lot of that. So this comes out on the other end. We're going to be fine. You got to remember the things that have been missing are the things that have tied us to an old reality. <coughs> Excuse me. We've been missing passion. We've been missing motivation. We've been missing a desire to live. We've been missing... Uh, everything that sort of made us who we were because we're meant to come to the state of this zero point, you know, either zero point energy or the, the, the center point of a magnet where the, the, uh, magnetic field, um, the, the inertial plane, you know, that plane of existence where everything lives and the dielectric field all meet in that center point. We're coming back to the center point. I think that's the eye of the needle, basically, that Bashar talks about. We're coming to the center point of a new frequency in consciousness. And in order to do that, as within, so without. So as we change within, as, as we go through all these changes and shedding of everything, the outside goes through these changes as well. And uh, this includes the physical changing of the universe, you know, this multiverse thing that you could look at it as a change of Earth, but it's not. It's a spiral bar galaxy, where, or yeah, I think they call it that. Not a spiral galaxy anymore. This is a different universe. This is, uh, it could be the flip side. We don't know. I don't know. Um, it's just different. It's a different frequency. It's a different arrangement, a different octave of everything. And the body is, it's, a, it's an ascension within the body, but it's actually an ascension within many different bodies. It's the ascension within, you know, for me, within the Tony body, which has been different versions and sizes and shapes and bone structures and shit like that, and organ placement and things, through many versions of those, but it's still tied within the body. You know what I mean? And as we vibe up, the body reflects that. As within, so is out. So as we vibe up, toroidal field the body uh be gets healthier and this was why that exercise of focusing your attention your consciousness on your field rather than giving it a, an instruction to heal or do anything is you're just wrapping your mind your eyes are closed around your body your toroidal field you, essentially you're torquing the ether you're charging it up you are putting energy into it because your focus of attention is on it and you know your intent is to be healthy, better, stronger, faster, six million dollar man type thing. I don't know what popped in my head, but essentially you're building yourself up and you're keeping yourself up in the flow through these changes. You know, so it's again just the physics of consciousness. So rather than ignoring your body or only focusing on the shit that hurts or the weaknesses or the problems, what you're now doing is you're changing and you're torquing the ether the other way and you're putting in this sort of you know, it could be attention or love, whatever it is you want to put there. You can focus love, you know, you can, whatever it is, but essentially you're putting your attention on your body. Attention with intention, and you just do it for a minute. It's the same with anything, you know, as your, what would I say? As the focus of your attention goes, reality goes or whatever. 
So uh, don't be distracted by the horrors and the bullshit. It's so fucking stupid anyway. I mean, it's all over the place. Everything that was good is being shown as bad. Everything is bad is being shown as good. Bad is being shown as bad. The good is being... I mean, it's... There's no discerning. You have to look within. You have to go within. You have to ask, and I'm sure you have, what do you want? But then you have to understand to remove the limitations. You know what I mean? This isn't, oh, I want to retire and you know, be free. This is, where do you want to be? You want to be in a spaceship? You want to be talking to aliens? You want to be part of the earth thing? I'm not saying that I know what's possible. I'm saying that I was told that I can go home, you know, and that intuitively I know that when we answer the question, we, we can only go so far as the frequencies of our consciousness our wisdom, our evolution will allow us to go. We can only go as far as we'll allow ourselves to go. In this earth equation, the human experience and moving forward. Because um, this is another conversation for another day. But if you are looking to move like because we know there's different versions of earth there's some that are harder to deal with more catastrophe there's some that are easier but there's also the ability to sort of be really vibed up there's potentially just stepping right off um there's the going home there's different things you should decide what it is that you want and you may on a higher level higher self level have um have other, you know, have a bigger picture, but uh, try to feel, try to feel it. You won't be able to much think through this, but try to feel what you think is possible. I felt that what was possible was I could get on a spaceship and just get out of Dodge when I first woke up. I, I, it's the only way I would feel I would be at home. So it immediately opened me up to the idea of ET communication, contact, and um, breaking paradigm, you know, and breaking out of impossibilities to things that were potentially possible. And I guess that's what the point of this exercise. It's not an exercise, but the point of of um, unlimiting yourself. Of course, in Miracles talks about that too. Shake your beliefs off. You're just getting in your way. And if you can imagine that, let's say, every potential. See, there, I think there's two levels here. It's why it's confusing to talk about. There is the earth experience uh, type of questions and answers. And then there is the ultimate overall, you know, what do you want to be? You want to, you know. What reality do you want to be in? An entire, you know, and we don't even know. We we just don't know until we, until we know, until we have an, some sort of contact with it. You may request that. Maybe you want to request spirit or whatever. Show me what are the possibilities. What are the options? Rather, you know, my my answer was show me everything I needed to know to answer the question. What do I want? But when I did that, when I asked that, it was within the parameters of earth maybe i should answer that question within the parameters of the infinite i don't know Let, i'll just leave it with you because I, I you know i could i really don't know this is a within thing turn around and look within what is your truth i don't think anything has to limit us we only we limit us but it does seem you know many awake starseeds uh, do believe that this is an ongoing continuation in some linear way, but a big evolutionary jump of humanity. 
you know, and maybe it is that. Maybe it's a slice of that. Maybe there are many slices of us exploring anything and everything. You know, again, I don't know. But I would say that it's probably very healthy and beneficial to pull the limitations off. Ask yourself what you want and uh, keep your eyes on... on uh, keep your eyes off the dark shit, I guess. That's what I would say. It's, it's too crazy now. Um, and just a quick reminder, yeah, I'm at the hour, after the hour, that the, the visual I had today was we are, we're sitting above a fading timeline that's dying out very quickly. So uh, it was in a triangular format. In other words, it's like this wide swath of conscious or beings, of uh, beings and, and reality coming to a point very quickly underneath our feet and fading out at the same time, and that we are holding the reality, that we are the reality. Our frequency is the reality. So hold the highest frequency you can for yourself and others, and I'll talk to you later.